Welcome to another episode of the Get Your Edge podcast. I'm your host, Brian Bott from Sports Advantage. I'm here with my co-host, Coach Manchin. Coach, it's playoff time in the state of Wisconsin, across the board, volleyball, uh, soccer, cross countries just had their 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 um, conference championships and the seedings for the WIA came out. Man, this is a great time of year for these kids, right? Yes, you know, if you're an athlete listening out there and you're fortunate enough to continue your tournament play and be in the playoffs, Hey, take advantage because one and done here. And if you were an individual that, you know, your season, you did not make that playoff, you know, qualifier list. Just be fortunate that, you know, you got to play the sport and learn all the life lessons that the sport gives you. And if you're going into winter sports and you're going up for another sport, take advantage of that. Learn from your coaches, be a great teammate and continue to, you know, give your best effort all the time. Right. And I think, you know, for those kids that maybe are not fortunate enough to play, get back into your training, you know, get training back at it. You know, some of you may be seniors that your seasons came to an end, um, but you still have some, you know, winter sports, hopefully to look forward to and some some spring sports and and whatnot. And some of you may be even fortunate enough to go play on, you know, you know, don't don't sit back and sulk and, and things like that. Sometimes things don't go the way we plan, um, but that's life. You know, you adjust, you face adversity and you overcome adversity. But dog, we had a we had a pretty big weekend this this weekend here. There's some some great games, huh? Yeah, so many great college football games. I mean, I'm just I love watching college football, Brian, and all the rivalries out there and just all the top games. You know, I was looking at the, the big one as I happen to be, you know, going back and forth. You had Penn State, Michigan on at eleven o'clock and Coach Herb. Coach Herb. Yeah, Coach Herb at Michigan doing an incredible job with that crew. They're playing real physical up front. Yeah. Real- they're running that ball, you know, it's, and it's typical coach Herbert's philosophy. He's going to get those kids to be tough and, and really play some smash mouth kind of old school football type thing. Now you see all the spread offenses and everything else, but then you had that Badger game going on. And at that same time, big game in Tennessee land there. And Rocky what, what, what Rocky top is right. What an incredible situation. I was uh, texting with, one of our latest episodes, Brian Tatum was out at the University of Tennessee and just yeah. an incredible, incredible atmosphere. And then obviously it was a, it was a little sad with the, the ending of the Wisconsin Badger football game against Michigan State. Close game, you know, but right there to the end. But more excitingly, right kind of in my area here, the Rippin' Red Hawks. Let's go. Incredible uh, win. And Coach Ernst. Coach Ernst. Yeah, the... The uh, farewell tour, tour continues right now for Coach Ernst um, and the and the staff six and zero right now. Uh, huge shout out um, to all the players, and we had an incredible, incredible fan base of of families that were there uh, cheering the kids on, and you know just to, for our, our our listeners out there, last year this team uh, that we played against uh, beat us by forty plus. Um, you know, it was a, it was a real, um, haves and haves nots kind of game. You know, they were, they were dis- decisively better than our kids were. Uh, they outplayed us, um, things like that. It was really, and our kids did not play very well. So that's the perfect storm to, you know, for a crush job is when your kids don't play well and you play a good team, that's just not gonna, gonna end well. But I tell you what, Dean, uh, it was one of the, the, the most, exciting games I've watched as a fan and as a parent uh, to watch my son who went through those struggles last year. Um, their team, they, they were down 14 to three going into the fourth quarter and 
you know, I'll, I'll give a huge shout out to the defense. You know, uh, the defense played lights out the whole game. We got some stops. Uh, the offense figured it out, uh, mixed it up really well. Uh, the line did a good job protecting, you know, Jay-Z. And, uh, man, I, I, I tell you what, um, it, it was a really exciting game. And, and for me, you know, to watch, you know, 66 walk off the field, we're exhausted and, and hobbling a little bit. And, man, I tell you, I, I seem sometimes I think a lot of our athletes and listeners think I'm a pretty tough guy, but the tears came out pretty good, you know, when you have that, that pride for, and you watch your kids compete and things like that. I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of this team. It's, it's just a lot of fun. Um, I'm just so happy for the choice that my son made uh, going to that school. Uh, it's been the best choice for him. Um, and I'm just, I mean, I'm fired up, Dean. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, Brian, no special congratulations to your son, Cam. But the big point I'd like to make is, you know, whatever level that you are playing at, take advantage of that. I know so many coaches that are given back to the sport of football and other sports as well that played at Division three level that are making a huge impact on student athletes' lives. And I think sometimes our athletes, you know, yeah, the dream is to go to a big power five school, that big school, and play at that highest level, Division one. But there is some incredible sport programs right here in the state of Wisconsin, as yeah. we all know. Yeah, I just saw Division Three football had a tweet out there that UW-Whitewater Oshkosh game was the fourth highest crowd ever at 18,000 or something people wow. were at the game. And then I noticed that Whitewater had another just unbelievable crowd when they played lacrosse, you know, and it was one of those top – so athletes out there, you can get an unbelievable experience, you know, playing at any level. And quick shout out, you know, Clay Scheffner has been on our podcast from Winona State. Winona we State, get three yep. athletes, you know, that I know from, from Kimberly alone that are playing that. Just, just love their experience. That's Division Two, And then um, another shout out to Clay's coach, St. Mary Springs coach, Bob Highland. 500 wins wow. at the high school level. Brian Bott. So you talk about, you know, coaches burning out and all that kind of stuff. Coach Highland's been there a long, long time and kudos to him for continually coaching and making a difference in kids' lives. Well, Dean, I'm going to do you one better on that one. Now, I yeah. shouldn't say one better, but I'm going to, I'm going to throw out a huge shout out to, to two of the, two of the teams that, that we train uh, the Wanakee girls volleyball team and the, and the Edgewood girls volleyball team we went to that game on thursday night and on uh, two and a half hours dean of incredible athletes just um getting after it uh so so let's be let's be uh real here we're not just talking about football right we're talking about athletes across the state of wisconsin things like that coach ann denkert from wanakee got her 600th win uh last wow. week 600 wins for coach ann and Man, I love her, Dean. We we probably at some point to try to get her on the podcast because, you know, we'd love to have her. She's an old school coach. She's tough, uh, mentally tough. She gets, you know, the girls play extremely hard. So, man, I tell you what, there's a lot of good stuff going on in Wisconsin, Dino. And the other thing, Brian, is, you know, some of these other sports aren't getting the coverage that I think they deserve. Heard it. Yes. Especially there's been some unbelievable sport programs you can just get volleyball right there is a great example Brian you were talking about it when you called me when you got back from the yeah. game just 
unbelievable. So, you know, if we have any reporters out there, we have anyone out there, may, let's make sure we're covering some great high school sports, all sports, because there are so many kids, you know, learning from the sport, but there's some great competitors, great opportunities out there. And let's publicize that. Let's get that out there because there's so many great things happening. Well, like I said, you know, we only want to hear about number 12 so much. You know what I mean? There's other things going on in the state of Wisconsin than just what's going up in Lambeau Field sometimes, you know? So, but Dean, I think we, you know, we've been talking and, and kind of, you know, changing some of the format, possibly a little bit of the podcast and doing a little bit more educational stuff from our end. And so today we thought it was a, you know, a great opportunity as most of our sports go into what we would call a playoff mode or a, you know, a regional for, for your cross countries and, things like that, or, or, you know, a tournament style, you know, win in advance, you know, lose and you're done type mentality. And we wanted to really give some, some golden nuggets to our coaches on how to progress through that from, from our perspective and the performance side and, and some of the things that we've seen that we've done, because obviously you've, you've won your fair share of state championships and what was it? 15 out of 17 conference championships at, at Kimberly. I think it was, um, you know, and big 10 championships and, and we've worked with teams that have advanced, um, you know, deep into the playoff scenario and into a state, you know, final scenario, stuff like that. So for coaches out there, I think this is really important. Um, you know, the first thing Dean that we firmly believe in, and this is a sports advantage, Kimberly high school, you know, this is our philosophy is you still can train your athletes in season. You still have to train them in the playoffs. You can't, you know, walk away and say, you know, we're just going to put all our emphasis on X's and O's because at the end of the day, if you're, you know, if you're an eight seed and you're looking at upsetting a, a one seed and you think you're, you're putting all your eggs into one basket, um, what happens when you win? What happens, you know, if you beat that team and then you got to play again and then maybe you got to play again for our one seeds. You know, our teams that are quote unquote supposed to win. And we know, Dean, that that's never, you know, an approach you should take. Um, you know, you got to plan for four or five games, you know, and if, if you're going into a, a regionals or a, a sectionals or whatever it is, and you're not planning, you know, for some long term play out of your athletes um, and you're just completely going away from the weight room and the things that have got you to that point, you're doing your athletes a huge disservice. Yes, Brian, I totally agree with you. I think the biggest mistake I see, especially at the high school level, is it comes a tournament time and right away, hey, we got to cut some of these things out. We got to do more X's and O's. We got to do some more scheme. We have to shorten the practices down. You know, people tend to panic. Hey, if we're a lower seed, hey, we got to really do something way out of that the ordinary realm in order to win the game. So we need more practice time. So we're going to skip the weight room. And right. I think that is a huge huge mistake. I look at the situation where let's just, for example, use the sport of football. And if you're going to go all the way to state, that's five weeks of additional training. And then there probably is going to be an overlap into the winter sports season. So say for football example, male football athletes, you know, you got wrestling coming up as, as a fall sport, you got basketball, you don't train at all for that five weeks. You're really putting that person in a bad situation when they get to the next sport because there was five weeks of development that could happen there. And also we know if we don't train, you know, after two weeks, we, we increase our chance of injury and we're going to decrease our power output. Right. So you must continue to do something. The key is 
It's not an off-season workout program. So you shorten the weight training program, the lift, you shorten it. So yes, it's not going to take as much time out. And then you got to make it obviously specific to peaking at the end of the year, which we know already in season, we cut a ton of the volume away. We cut a lot of that. Uh, we shorten the practice, shorten that workout up. But we are going to still lift heavy. We still have to lift heavy, and we still got to move the bar extremely fast. And whether your program is doing two days of in-season three, you got to keep it the same. Keep your routine the same. Don't be changing stuff up. Do what you do, and the kids aren't going to get sore from the weight workout. Matter of fact, they're going to even feel more refreshed. And remember, the biggest advantage the weight room gives your kids is confidence. So why would you get away from that postseason, Brian? Well, Dean, and, and this is why we use the conjugate method. It, it's plain and simple, right? Our kids are always training at a maximal effort capacity. Our kids are always moving the bar fast year round, whether they're in season or out of season. I think that's one of the huge benefits of the conjugate method. You know what I mean? You can rotate exercises so they're not getting used to it. So you're not just back squatting your kids every Monday for a heavy single. You know what I mean? That's not what we do. We rotate exercises in season. Um, we use accommodating resistance, maybe to take some of the load off at the lower portions of the movement um, for the kids to make it a little safer. Um, but that's, that's why we use the conjugate method because you never have to stop training heavy and, and you're always peaking in a, in a sense, right? You're always at a high maximal strength level, which as we know is the most important part of training, right? Strength is the main, you know, factor that we are always trying to develop because the stronger kids typically don't get hurt as much. And if they do get hurt, they can recover and they can recover. Like you said, you know, when you start to look at playoff breakdowns and football, you know, we go back to because it's such a physical and demanding sport. And now you're talking about good on good. And there are some teams right now, you know, that are good on good and could be good on good for five weeks. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So let's be realistic. It's you have to have the ability to, to recover um, and strength gives you that opportunity because the, the, the burden and stress of the game isn't as demanding when you're a strong kid. And also moving the bar fast, right? We want to get, you know, whether it's adding jumps or having jumps in your program, med ball throws, whatever it is for some type of explosive power. So everything isn't just moving slow. Um, and so at the end of the day, um, for those of you that are listening and are thinking about changing your strength and conditioning program in the off season to the conjugate method, we give us a call. We can help you with that because at the end of the day, we're seeing and a lot of the schools that are starting to have some success across our state. A lot of schools are using that methodology of training. Right. And that's why I love the conjugate system as well, because think about it. The kids are always ready to go. There's right. no linear periodization. We're going to peak for the end of the year where you're always ready to go. So think about that for our multi-sport athletes, Brian, they get done with football season. They go into wrestling or basketball. They're ready to go. Right. They're they're ready, coaches. So, you know, if you're a coach that, you know, fears their kids training in season, in the sporting season before their season, you should be happy. That's a huge get your edge advantage right there. Your kids are coming into your season 
ready to go. And yes, is there a difference between basketball shape and football shape and wrestling shape? Absolutely. We talk about that all the time. Yeah. The yeah. only way you truly get in shape for your sport is to do your sport. Right. And let, let you know, running and running and running doesn't get you ready and prepare you for stuff. And we're big on that. And I've noticed that over the years all the time. We've had cross country runners. They're in shape. They're running 30 miles a week and they go into basketball season and then they're last person doing the sprints. It's a totally different energy system. It's a totally different way of training. But that's where I think the conjugate is such a huge difference. I'll get from coaches, sport coaches that, hey, we have swimmers and we have different types of athletes and other sports. Hey, they need to start tapering in the weight room. There's no need to taper. They're, they're used, they're used to this, right? Yes. You're going to, you're going to individualize to that athlete at the end, but that's what makes the conjugate so easy. It's so easy to do that. It's so easy to do that. And they're ready to go right during the end of their season when their coach physically wants them to be at their best and also mentally as well. And it comes down to knowing your athletes. Yes. As a coach, you have to know your athletes. So if a guy comes in dinged up, you have to be able to modify for them and not just go over and put them on the, on the leg press or go over and put them on, you know, you know, so you have to modify because this kid's going to have to play, you know, or this girl's going to have to play. Maybe, maybe she gets dinged up on a, on a Thursday night playing a volleyball game. Maybe, you know, something tweaks a hamstring or something like that, but you need her to play on Saturday. Well, you got to like, it's go time right now. And you got to be there for your athletes and coaches. That's what you signed up for. You know what I mean? Um, we can't use the excuse. Well, I don't get paid for that. You know, I don't get this for that. No, you signed up to be a coach. Okay. And you have to put everything you can into your kids, whether it's above or below your pay grade, um, because these kids have worked their tails off and they work their tails off for you because that's what you expect. So now is the time where, you know, you got to give back a little bit more because this is, this is why you train. Like I never understood that um, when I was at Wisconsin, like at the end of the year, it's like, well, well we got to do this and um, you know, some other stuff and, and, um, you know, back off a little bit, you know, no, like we're playing for conference championships here. We're playing for state championships. We gotta, we gotta push, you know, we gotta get these kids going a little bit more. So I think at the end of the day, you know, not being afraid to continue to push your athletes in the weight room in a controlled manner where you have a, a firm understanding of what they're doing. We have a firm plan is our first key to success in the playoffs. Yes. And sport coaches, if your reason for not doing the training in the postseason is because you want more practice time, that's a terrible reason. And I think that right there will show your athletes that as a coach, you're kind of losing some confidence. Panic. You're panicking big yeah. time and kids can sense that and you're in trouble. I know so many coaches, you know, and we got the, a six seed against a two seed and we got to play perfect. And we can't make any mistakes. Well, guess what? The Green Bay Packers are going to make mistakes today, and they're they're professionals. And so, if your message is telling your athletes you got to play perfect, and your message as a sport coach is having a longer practice, and your message is, "Hey, we're going to change our routine," you're panicking as a coach. And I would reassess yourself as, "Hey, for example, like in football, where what week fifteen, whatever it is, already." considering you start in the summer and then you all have all that practice time, I would really look and assess how you have practiced because if you think a little scheme is going to make the difference, 
I think you're in trouble. I think what has led up to that and backing off as far as practice time, backing off as far as volume, getting kids physically more fresh and mentally more fresh is going to be much better than having a longer practice. And I see that happen all the time. Whole season, all of a sudden they've been practicing an hour and a half and all of a sudden now they're practicing two and a half hours because it's such a big game, Brian. But isn't every game a big game? They're all big games. Right. So like as a coaching staff, like why would you change? Like you've gotten to, I, we see this in sports all the time. We've gotten to this point by doing this. You know, I see this with athletes, you know, they've gotten to this point by doing X, Y, and Z. X, Y, and Z has gotten you to that point. X, Y, and Z will get you past that point. You know what I mean? And so I think our second point, Dean, that we really wanted to hammer on is just staying on schedule, staying on the same schedule, adding practices, adding walkthroughs, adding, you know, so many other things. Your one, it takes away from your kid's ability to focus on the other things they need to take care of. Right. We talked about with Darren Charles, you're going to have some kids that, that come from a single parent family that maybe are having to help get their brothers and sisters ready for school. Well, now you add a walkthrough in the morning. Well, now you take that athlete off schedule. Um, we're entering, you know, midterms for high school kids, right? You know, you just had, you guys just had parent teacher conferences. So first quarter is done. Second quarter is done. You start taking away more time for these kids to be academically on point, And all of a sudden now they have another stress in their life because, oh my gosh, I got to test it, but I got, I've got this. And, you know, now we added this extra, you know, extra half hour, you know, in the morning and we add, you know, you got to stay on schedule so your kids can stay in routine, you know, routine. And when we stay, stay on the same schedule, that means that if you're going to do anything, you cut back, like you said, I've seen, you know, programs, and I know even at, when we were at Wisconsin, as we got to the end of the year, what did we start cutting out? A lot of the individual work. You know, we did maybe one period of indie. We did a couple periods of, you know, this and that, but then it was game prep. Why? Because you want to get the kids off the field. Uh, you know, everybody doesn't have an indoor facility to practice in. You know, we're in Wisconsin, so it's cold. You know, get in, get the kids going, um, get them off the field, get them to make sure they can focus on their academics. But once you start changing the schedule on these kids, um, when it's adding more, I think now you're adding more stress in their life. And stresses on the body can be physical, it can be mental, it can be spiritual. Any kind of stress can be negative on these kids' performance on you know Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Athletes make sure, and this is this has been. A, a big situation that I've seen happen in my 28 years is, for example, like in football, the quarter is going to end somewhere between the levels of games if your team continually wins. What does that mean? Grades. If you are ineligible with the WIA rule or your school's rule of a grade point average or so many Fs, you will not be able to continue your season. And I've seen this happen, and it's so sad for those individuals because you have been there for your team, you've put all the work in individually, and then you are ineligible at the end of the year when your team really needs you and you're not there. I think it's very selfish on your part if you don't yeah. take care of your grades. And that's the thing, like you said, stay in your routine, 
You don't wait till the end and then try to, oh boy, I got to get myself eligible because our team looks like it's going to advance, et cetera. And I don't want to let my team down. You have got to be continually keeping up with your grades and then also making sure that you're abiding by all the school rules and the team rules. I've seen people become ineligible because they do something dumb after a big victory. Yeah. And all of a sudden they're ineligible for the next game. Or we've seen individuals, you know, do something in a game where they get kicked out and they don't get to play the following week. So athletes, this is a very important time for you. Academically, take care of yourself. Make sure you're abiding by all the rules that your sport has and your school has and your coaches have. And so you can finish out the season on a positive note, Brian. And if coaches, if, if someone violates a rule and they're not held to the same standard, you're opening up a whole new can of worms that, that your program can't recover from. You know, and you made a great point, Dean. Like academically, that's on you, athletes. That's that's on you. And if if you hold hold your team back by by becoming ineligible, that's on you. There, there's no, you know, there should be no grace or any, oh, it feels so bad. No, go to class if you're not going to class. Get your work done. Okay. That's part of what being an athlete is all about. That's part of your responsibility. For those of you, uh, there's a great YouTube video, Dean, um, that came out with Co with Deion Sanders. Yes. And talking about that. I just watched it this morning talking to his team about your actions dictate our expectations as coaches. Like if, if you are showing us um, through all the things you're doing that you want to go to another level, that you want to do this, your actions will show us, you know, your words, you, you know, every kid's going to tell you at some point, Hey man, I want to play college football. Okay. Well show us the actions, but back to staying on schedule, Dean, I think that's for, from a strength standpoint, that's the same thing. You know, don't be afraid if your kids are used to like, you know, I know you guys have a morning session at least once a week. Don't be afraid of still having that session. You know, um, Ryan Groy, who's one of our, our, our business partners in Sports Advantage, um, told me that, you know, when he was prepping for the combine, he felt like he had a lift even a day or two before he went. You know, and a lot of times everyone's like, back off, back off. He's like, because that was just his routine. And so I think routine is a, is a huge thing and staying on schedule um, is really important. And coaches, just be cognizant of that because the athletes nowadays can tell um, if you are panicking um, and they'll pick up on that and they'll pick up on, on your level of confidence. And at the end of the day, that's how they're going to respond. They're going to see you're panicking. So then they're going to be like, oh, well, coach is this, coach is this. Um, stay on schedule. I think it's really important. The last thing, Dean, is, is you know, the third really tip that we really wanted to go over was really controlling a lot of the controllables and that's where you add right Dean that's where you add something and a couple of things that we talked about you know went for a walk this morning and you and I were talking about some of the things and you brought up a couple great things that you talked to your kids about adding just a little bit more of so why don't you share that yeah I think you know what you have to do is keep your routine your routine you know the main thing the main thing but now it's you know tournament time try to get a little extra 10 minutes more of sleep during this week before your big contest. Try to pick a little bit better um, choice as far as your meal preparation, maybe another fruit in there, another vegetable, because you obviously want to make sure that you're healthy. Because if you get sick during an important time, that obviously can affect your performance. You look at oh, maybe a little bit better breakfast, give yourself a competitive advantage, a little bit more protein source. You're, you're, 
it's a long season right now. I know we talk a lot about football, but that's what, you know, I know the best during the fall season and it becomes a long season. So right now you're going on game 10, you know, you go all the way to the end. You are looking at a very long season of 14 games. NFL plays what 18 regular season games. And if you're a high school athlete, that's a lot of wear and tear on your body. And as sports, you know, strength and conditioning coaches like ourselves, we are trying to do everything we can to keep kids healthy. And so that accountability has got to be taken care of by the athlete itself because we cannot put the food in the body. We cannot make the individual sleep. So all we can do is educate as much as possible. But those basic little things, visualization, visualization, using your phone for a competitive advantage. We talk about that. Are you scouting what your, you know, your opponent's doing? You know, there's huddle, for example, in football. And you could be looking at, you know, who you're going up against. Some strategies that, you know, coaches put so much time into the game plan. Are you going and are you trying to execute that? Because that's what it comes down to. Every team wants to win. Every team's got a game plan. But bottom line, you know, the athletes have to execute the game plan. So athletes talk about controlling the controllables and you being less stressful in pressure situations in a ball game. Make sure you're prepared. Make sure every practice you're doing what you're supposed to do. I always say the more you know, as far as your scheme and what your responsibilities, like Bill Belichick says, do your job, the faster you're going to be in the field. And therefore, now we take a physical thing and we amplify it and you're even faster on the field because you know what you're supposed to do during certain formations or certain situations in the game. Well, and I think one of the key things too is limit your social media. Correct. You know I mean, you see that, you see that with, you know, pro athletes. I mean, you see like LeBron, he's not going to go on Twitter and, you know, um, a lot of times social media can be a huge distraction. TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, all that stuff. I think, you know, spending less time there, you know, in this time is, is a easy ask as a coach for your players um, and players to ask your teammates, Hey, let's, let's really focus on, you know, instead of going on Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok, you know, all this stuff that gets, that is not productive. It's just entertainment, right? It's just like watching a movie at night. I mean, there's, let's call it what it is. Um, let's get away from that and let's watch an extra 15 minutes of, of third and eight or, or third and long, you know, and try and really master that because guys, it, it, it comes down to this. You only get one shot, you know, you, or you only get so many shots, but if you're senior year, this is your last shot, you know, and, and juniors and sophomores, I want you to hear this too. Like you should be viewing it like, like a senior is with that importance. Like seniors always seem to have a little bit more, which they should because they understand that it's coming to an end. But juniors and sophomores, you owe it to those seniors to, to be at your best as well. Like, and not wait to your senior year to I'm going to really push. And you should be put, like, if you're an athlete, you should be given everything you can all the time. You got to be consistent. You got to be relentless and take ownership in everything you do. Okay. But just because it's not your last year doesn't mean that you're not, you shouldn't be doing all the things we're talking about here as well. You owe that to those kids that have been in the program you know, since youth football, youth volleyball, travel, baseball, whatever sport we're talking about, you owe it to those guys to try and give them the best senior year possible. So many great athletes, Brian, that I know and I've talked to and you know, had those conversations with, 
you know, putting that phone away before you go to bed and just sitting there and visualizing, closing your eyes or being in a dark room and visualizing, making a great play, whether it's a block, a catch, a tackle, a, a big time play, I think is a huge, huge game changer as far as being in pressure moments and pressure situations like the playoffs. If you can see it, you know, you believe it, you can achieve it, like they say. And I think, you know, just having that mind therapy of just constantly putting yourself in that situation and you doing that and your brain knows that you've done that is you're much more likely to have that happen in the real game. And you have to practice that. Be positive. Be positive. If you're an underdog, don't be sitting there like, oh, my God. We have to play a higher seed. Seeds don't mean nothing. Seeds right. just give you an opportunity to play against somebody. Once the kickoff is going, once the tip-off, whatever the sport is, hey, it's game time. Seeds don't mean anything. Rankings don't mean anything. Anyone can get beat on any given day. So make sure you visualize it. Make it happen. There's upsets. That's why we love athletics so much. It's upsets. And don't think you have to play perfect to win because there's no team out there that's going to play a perfect game. So just to recap a little bit, all right, making sure in the weight room, we're continuing to push the kids, right, with, with a plan. All right, eliminating accessories, okay, no finishers either. You don't need to crush them. You know, at the end, make sure they're lifting heavy and fast. You got to keep doing that. Coaches, stay on schedule. If you're going to do anything, cut back and then control the controllables. All right, those are three great tips. To, to being really successful in the tournament, in the playoffs, and now, dog, the five the, – how many state champions you got? How many state championships? How many state championships have you won? I don't even know, Brian, to be honest with you. I'd so have to the, probably look it up. So we're going to put the Lord of the Rings right now on the spot. We want to get your edge advice, some get your edge. One tip, all right, for those teams that have aspirations to win a state championship, to – individuals maybe in cross country or volleyball or soccer or tennis give us one get your edge tip dog that that you've seen over your the longevity of your career and 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 humbling and and bill belichick bill belichick's won like five or six rings he can't mike warsek i think has got seven he can't even sniff you dog so let's let's uh let's get a get your edge advice from the lord of the rings here well, you put me on the spot here, Brian. I didn't know this when you but threw you're the best. at me. You're the best, so I want to hear it. Every athlete out there on your team, prepare the best that you can do in the role that you have within your team. And great things will happen, Brian. That's fantastic. That's so true, right? We talked about it when we were walking. Because at the end of the day, like one injury and you're in. You know what I mean? You you never know. And that's, you know, that's the guru right there. He's seen it happen. He's seen guys, you know, go down. He's also seen, you know, hey, your job, if you're a scout team player, right, is to prepare that guy to be the best they can and hold them accountable. We've talked about that on multiple podcasts. If 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 you're a scout teamer and the and the starter isn't doing his job, hold that guy accountable. Nothing will go as planned in the postseason. There is always going to be an obstacle, some adversity that, that athletes are going to have to be able to adjust, and coaches as well. So be prepared for that. Understand that it's going to happen, 
And when it happens, study and adjust and go after it and get the job done. God, you're having you in my life is just awesome, dog. You just provide so much knowledge. I love it. I absolutely love, love it. Put you on the spot. And because you're, you were prepared, you're well prepared. All right. Well, that's going to end it for this episode of the Get Your Edge podcast. Uh, again, reminder, if you're a thrower, um, there's going to be some winter throws for the Fox Valley throws coming out soon. Um, if you're an athlete and your season, you know, happened to come to an end, or even if, you know, maybe you're not in a winter sport, uh, check us out at our multiple locations. Our Oconomowoc location will open January 1st um, for Sports Advantage. So we're really excited to all the athletes, all the coaches out there. Good luck. Start the tournaments off uh, on a positive note. Keep your kids positive. You know, the pendulum's going to swing, you know, throughout the week, throughout the games. Stay positive. Keep forging forward, all right? Take care, and we will see you next time. Chop it! <laughs>